Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're talking basketball, the knowns and great unknowns for BYU hoops. Anson Winder joins us in studio. Why BYU's defense will be better and how good are Corbin Kafusi and Chase Fisher? Plus, midweek matters for BYU football, the voice of the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders on live. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Letting all the people know that I'm back to run the show. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Wednesday, October 29th. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Jerem Jordan, the all-time leader in church basketball flagrant fouls. That's not true. <laughs> but don't come down the middle and don't expect a lack of contact. <laughs> You're going to get an elbow, man. It's 80s Pistons where I live. Wherever and however you dialed in, great to have you with us. Have you heard? Jeremy Guthrie, World Series, Game 7. We need Inception Drop. There it is. The stuff dreams are made of. It's about to get epic up in her tonight. The former BYU Stanford product starting on the mound tonight for the Kansas City Royals in Game 7. Trying to clinch their... I wore a Royal shirt for him. Yeah. I can't wear a Kansas City Royal shirt, trademark issues, whatever. So I wore the Royal. This is basically my Kansas City Royal shirt today. Game 7 against the San Francisco Giants. They won the World Series in 1985 and have not even sniffed anything close to the series since that year. 29 years later, Jeremy Guthrie, a BYU guy. If they can win it, like, has a chance can to the Montreal special. Expos like, come out and feel the team and win it too? Like, that's what that tells me, that anyone could win anything. The Expos are the Nationals now, so perhaps, yeah. Yeah, like, it, like the Expos, they could just like feel the team and maybe they could win too. How many guys get that opportunity? You know, how many dream of being in a situation like this? It's just fantastic. So good luck to at the real Jay Guts tonight as the Royals try and clinch things on their home field in Game 7. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's Twitter question. The Cougar tip-off is tonight, so we ask, what is the most exciting unknown this year for BYU Hoops? BYU Hoops' biggest fan, at Tasha Lynn 19 tweets in first, Yay! Excited to see who gets minutes, how KC's knee holds up, how Corbin Dunkson defends. Love the depth and potential of this team. Hashtag BYUSN. I should mention, she's been counting down for 60-plus days. She said, hey, are you going to count down to the basketball season? We're like, "Eh, I don't know. We'll see. She did it for us. We didn't. She did it for us. She posted a picture of BYU basketball players featuring the jersey number that uh, matched the number of days remaining before Cougar took off. Probably once it got into the 30s. Yeah. It's tough to get a guy like every day, like 49, 48, 40, who? Well, 47. Th- those numbers aren't even allowed in college basketball. Yeah. 55, and then you go to like 50, and then to 45. 33. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. Basketball is back. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one BYU basketball. Factual facts and our hoops hypothesis. I've always felt like we'll do our, our part to, to give them all opportunities and then they'll decide how it's all going to play out uh, with uh, you know, their consistency, their effort, their discipline, their accountability. And then sometimes there's other outside influences with, uh, with injuries and things that kind of fall into play. But uh, I like the group and I'm excited to get started. 
BYU basketball coach Dave Rose on what he anticipates for this season and managing 17 different players on the roster. Yeah, he's excited to get started because he brings back a pretty nice court. In many ways, this is the great unknown, but we do know a few things. So let's separate the knowns from the unknowns. Jerem, let's present the scientific facts. Number one. Tyler Haas is really good at basketball. We know that. 23.2 game last year, six in the country. There are five seniors on the team. We know that. <laughs> BYU has new jerseys. What? And Matt Carlino is at Marquette. That's, those are the things that we know. The four scientific facts of BYU basketball right now. And that is a scientific fact. Factual facts. Now true, for what we true don't facts know. facts of truth. Will BYU's team defense get better? One of the worst in the country last year. The number one question mark for me. How will Kyle Collinsworth look after a season-ending injury to his knee? Awesome. What can Wake Forest transfer Chase Fisher do for BYU? Get buckets. Corbin Kafusi. I can answer all these. One of the most hyped walk-ons at BYU? Has there been a hyped walk-on before? Dunk you very much. Who's the backup point guard? Jordan Ellis. What is Jamal Eights to this team this year? Awesome. Who's going to redshirt? Uh, Which freshman will be Ryan the Andrews? biggest contributors? Okay, we don't have time to answer them yeah, all. Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, I answered most of them, so just go back and listen to that. Take it for what it's worth from Jerem. <laughs> Senior guard Anson Winder will join us live in studio in 10 minutes to give us his all-access yes. insight. Do, Jer- do we call that BYU basketball all-access? Of course we do. Of course we do. You jumped you jump the gun, dude. I was going to get there. Way to go. Let's, pl- let's no, play. The, the ball is tipped, and I'm off, man. Let's start with BYU's offense-to-defense comparison today. Third best scoring team in the country. Woo! They were great last year. But way down the list in 80, team defense. 83.7 points per game. 77.3 points per game allowed, which brings us to the stat of the It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 322. BYU finished 322nd out of 345 D1 teams in scoring defense. 77.3 points per game. That's not good. In fact, it's the worst uh, scoring defense BYU's had under Dave Rose. By a lot. By 5.6 points. In fact, it was uh, 69.5 the year before, and then it went to 77.3. So, BYU's defense was not good last year, but the offense was excellent. The difference was 6.4. In the Dave Rose era, the difference between points per game and points allowed per game, that was the second lowest in the Dave Rose era. And BYU tied for the most losses last year. There's a correlation there. BYU had excellent offense, but in games where BYU needed to get more buckets, sometimes struggled defensively. You cannot control how well you shoot. You can get close to the rim and try try and get better shots. Exactly. Open shots, right? But you can't control ultimately whether that ball goes in or not as much as you can defense. You can control defense more than you can offense. Think about this. Play better defense. BYU finished second in the West Coast Conference and was a 10 seed at large selection. With a really bad defense. With the 322nd ranked defense in America. Naturally, it's what been. What if they play some defense? It's been the emphasis all summer. Tyler Haas on how changing the team's defensive mindset starts now. It starts every single day in practice and trying to change that, you know, the culture of our team, that mindset of our team, because. There's so many talented scorers on the team, and everyone everyone wants to put the ball in the basket. And so, we're trying to, you know, put that emphasis and that that focus that uh, we're going to get down and guard and 
it's not okay to let your guy score, and we're focusing a lot more on that. So hopefully that changes. Fact, Tyler Haas wants to be a better defender, as do all of the BYU basketball players. We I hope think, it's a fact that BYU plays better defense. We think they will get better. BYU's uh, thematic song was not going to catch me playing defense previously. Now they're, now they're like, all right, we need to buckle it down because uh, I think they saw in the NCAA tournament like, hey, we didn't shoot well and we got blown out. We need to play better D to give ourselves a chance because BYU has an elite offense. The scheme is tremendous. BYU has good weapons. BYU has a top five score, maybe the best score in the country in Tyler Haas. If they play some D... They can compete for the West Coast Conference Championship and get back to the tournament. Maybe win in the tournament. That's what you want to do. Get to the tournament, win it. Haven't won a conference tournament and championship since 2001. And how about that? That is the weirdest, dumbest, stupidest fact associated with BYU. <laughs> That's that something else that we know. Won, I mean, it's going to be 2015 when they play. In 14 years, the men's basketball tournament, Jimmer Fredette never won one. Lee Kamard, those guys. It's time. Are you serious? It's time. Lights out. The defense will get a boost, we think, from another athletic rim protector in Corbin Kafusi. At least Blaine Fowler thinks so. He told us that live on BYU Sports Nation yesterday. I think that Kafusi is a piece of the puzzle that we were all unsure about. It's like, okay, what about at the five spot? What about a defensive presence at the five spot? Um, and what about depth at the five spot? Mm. And he comes back from his mission at 6'11", and is just a beast when they're playing pickup games and decides to play basketball. I think he is the missing piece that, that takes them a notch up. Eric Mika, as you know, currently defending the faith in Rome, Italy right now. Corbin Kafusi <laughs> With his girlfriend in the same mission. Trying to protect so the rim for BYU basketball now. What does Kafusi do for BYU basketball as a walk-on freshman. Can we just temper the expectations with him, by the way? I think, like, there have been things said. You know, we've seen him play. He's a walk-on on BYU's basketball team. Fresh off of a mission. Can we? Let's just, let's just let him play and see what he's got. Let's just see what he's got. Is he athletic? You bet. Did Can you he think, jump really high? Yep. Did you, th- like, Harvey Jackson transfers from Nebraska. We thought impact player. To- you know what? He's, he's been situationally used and whatnot. So sometimes it just it's different. Like Harvey, I'm glad Harvey Jackson on the BYU football team. They need him this year more than ever. But we should not have penciled him into a starting position initially. It's just like let's see what he's got with BYU's defense. We projected it wasn't there. I don't want to project with Corbin Kafusi that he's going to start and he's going to go 12 and eight. And let's just see what he's got. We think he will block some shots. I want, I want to see that. I want yeah. to see the basketball get that, thrown 10 rows into the stands. I'm not saying he's going to be disappointing. I'm just saying, let's just go watch the movie watch and see how good it is. See. Tonight is the first chance to watch. 9 Eastern, BYUTVSports.com. We've got the webcast for you. It's not on BYU TV tonight. The next exhibitions will be. Come hang out and see what they've got. It's free if you're local. Otherwise, you can go uh, 9 Eastern time. Check that out. What does Chase Fisher bring to the team? Another... We think it will be great, but it's let's watch him play. I'm excited to see Chase in the. It was different last year. He could play in the Cougar tip-off. Uh, it was different. Now he's going to play. The body language in practice is leader, is swagger, is shooter. He was named a captain. The, and he hasn't played a game for BYU. That tells yet. me a lot. Those are yeah. all good signs. Yes, those are all great signs. Three-point shooter, vocal, likes to talk it up. We've seen him play in practice a few times. We know he can shoot the ball from what we have seen. But yeah, uh, up until and B- now. BYU needs an elite three-point shooter. That's been, that's been missing recently. 
What is the most exciting unknown this year for BYU basketball? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At ShySox underscore Hawks. Jamal Eight's going to give the Cougar that punch in the post we will need. Yeah, a lot of people comparing him to Keeney Young Light. Let's see what he's got. Keeney Young turned into a tremendous low post score. BYU needs some low post scoring. Isn't Jamal uh, heavier than Keeney Young? So Keeney Young Light. <laughs> well, Ke- Keeney Young was the Mountain West Conference no, player know. of the year. That's I, what I mean by that. I know. That's the heavy part is his points. I'm just being snarky. I'm channeling my wow, inner Jerem. that's Jerem. what it feels like. It's I'm terrible. My inner I hate Jerem. it so much. <laughs> at Drew for BYU. Corbin Kafusi. You read All it caps at, right you there. You read it as it was uh, written. I'm a big fan of that. If like certain things are written a certain way, I think you should read them as they're written. At, like billboards are especially fun to read them. <laughs> at BL do six. The unknown, so let's keep it that way, BYU Sports Nation, so we don't get disappointed. Hashtag BYU football. That's how some people feel right now. <laughs> I think people are especially excited about hoops this week, given the way the football team uh, team has lost four in a row. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Jeremy Guthrie at the Real Jay Guts, former BYU and Stanford pitcher. In Game 7, the starting pitcher for the Kansas City Royals as they go for their first World Series win against the San Francisco Giants tonight. Game seven in KC. That's really eight, cool. Eight Eastern time, so you can wa- you can watch the Cougar Tip Off and the World Series tonight. Awesome. Do both. Stream one on the computer. Watch, watch the other on, on the TV. television. Yep. Or show up in person. Jimmer Fredette played eighteen minutes last night. Not a great shooting performance. Two points, couple of assists, but he played eighteen minutes in the season opener. That's good. Brandon Davies has also been compared to the rapper Drake. <laughs> Anson Winders here. Come on up, man. Up next, BYU Basketball Access with Anson Winder. We're back after this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, we're doing it live. From Studio B, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. 9 Eastern time, BYUtvsports.com is the place you can watch the Cougar tip-off tonight. 9 Eastern, BYUtvsports.com, your first time to watch the BYU men's basketball team actually play on a court. Boom shakalaka was fun. That was just an appetizer. Now we got the assortive entree. The salad. An- another, uh, Yeah, it's a salad. You're right, it's a salad. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not quite Long Beach State. Uh, and then two exhibitions coming up. Those will be on BYU TV as well. Saturday against the Colorado School of Mines. I'd like some ranch dressing. Not mines like your head, not mimes, but mines. mines. Like se- that's seriously been asked of me like five times last week. School of what? I covered the Colorado School of Mines when I worked in Colorado. Division two. They're big time. Represent, man. dude. What, what are they? They are the mines. The, the, Colorado, the Colorado School Col- of Mines, mines? Miners. Miners. Okay, that yes. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think. As everyone that goes there is like, no, you're wrong. So you didn't cover them. I did cover them. They played against Colorado Mesa, who was formerly Mesa State. Don't you, test hey, me. Throw the records out when Don't those test two play, me. Man. Listen, I know all about the Rocky Mountain <laughs> Athletic Conference, Jerem. Huge. BYU Sports Nation continues now. What is the most exciting unknown of BYU basketball this year? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now to answer some of those questions is one of our favorite people ever. Anson Winder. Don't call him Winder. He will shun you. Wow, ever. I like that. Thank you. Is that that a good good enough intro? (laughs) I like it. Thanks. (laughs) Anson brought some new swag in. He brought his jerseys in. New jerseys this year. Let's talk about this. So we're, we're gonna hold things. we're gonna hold these up. Sorry, radio listeners. There's we'll we'll stripes on the side. Yeah, we'll send some pictures out on BYU Sports Nation. Can you describe the differences? 
Anson. Um, yeah, we kind of have this new Y logo uh, on the corner of the jersey it's right like a, here. Like, um, a, like a diamond. Yeah, like a diamond-shaped right Y the, on there. Right at the crest of the neck. Yeah. yeah. Um, we kind of have more of a curved Brigham, um, whereas in the past years, we've, it's kind of just been straight across above mm-hmm. the numbers. And then we've added a few more stripes on the side. Yeah. So just, yeah, a couple changes we've added to the jersey just to yeah. add some flair to it. So Love it. It's Looks good, good, yeah. Looks good. And this is actually your jersey. Yeah, that's like, actually. Like, is this the one you're wearing this year? That'll be Barnes. the one that I'm wearing this year. Yeah. Buckets. You <laughs> trust? Are, you really these... trust us with these? Yeah, yeah. I do. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm, taking this, I'm taking this home, man. Great. Of course, I trust you guys with these, yeah. man. We are tweeting out pictures of the new jerseys at BYU Sports Nation on you, our Twitter. You brought account. the poster that's going to be handed out tonight as well. You yeah. Want, so these will be the this? these will be the new posters this year. A lot of guys on there I know. 18 of them, to be exact. Seriously, there's 18. (laughs) How did did you fit them all on? Yeah, so, yeah, as you can see, some guys have bigger pictures than others. That's just the way they... Someone online said that the size of the photo was equated to playing time, projected playing time. (laughs) Uh, Chase Fisher's going to be mad if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Isaac Nielsen's is... Whoever, yeah, whoever can figure that out uh, yeah. is in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be given out free tonight, I believe, yeah. at the game. Yeah, okay. we will be signing them after the game free, tonight. Free admission as oh, well. Oh, nice. Autographs after the game as well. Yes. Oh. BYU senior guard I'm Anson Winder too. on BYU Sports Nation to preview the Cougar tip-off and the 2014-2015 BYU basketball season. Let's hey, go. thanks for the time, man. Yeah. We appreciate the jersey, and the posters. Good luck tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. These oh, are my gifts going. to you guys. Let's, yeah. let's go back to Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to that. Three point <laughs> shootout contest winners to a degree, Anson. And yes. then Jeff Judkins and Aaron Thorne decided to hijack the competition. <laughs> he brought a ringer. I don't think that's fair that he could bring a, a ringer to the competition. He should have had another one of his assistants shoot, like Ray. You know, that's, okay. a, that's a call out to Ray <laughs> if he's hearing this. He should have been shooting in competition instead of uh, Thorne. But so you, so you guys fun. won it. I mean, and then they go and just bring down the house. And in the middle of that, you said to us, do we get a shoot? Do we get a shoot? And I, the, unfortunately, the answer was no, because you shot twice. I was hoping for, you know, one more round. I, mm-hmm. I seen them. They got a pretty high score, high 20s. So I was felt pretty confident in our team. And I felt like we could have matched it, if not gotten a little bit higher. Does Coach Judkins talk trash to you? Not really. That was the first time I'd ever really saw, seen him talk trash. Like, I, <laughs> we see him every day, and he's always like, hey, Ants, how you doing? Like, you know, just real civil and stuff. And then, you know, we get it's time for competition, and, you know, it, it comes out, out of the him. window. Yeah, all that goes out the window. So it, it was fun. <laughs> Speaking of civility, so we, uh, we, we try and go to practice, you know, when it's, when it's available and uh, check it out. We saw you and, uh, you and Chase Fisher, who have, had a good time at Boom Shakalaka, uh, you know, going out a little bit. Chase, Chase, you and Chase uh, were, you know, having some com- competitive moments. There. You like to talk to each other in practice, don't you? Oh yeah, definitely. He was upset that you were like in his, his elbow or something. Yeah. What, he, what's it like in practice with him? With him? With it's Chase. it's fun because you know we can compete and we can talk and you know through the game of basketball, it's fun to have that competitive aspect. And then after the basketball, you know, we're back to being you know best friends again. So I think that's what's the most fun about playing with him and against him. Um, but in that certain uh, situation, he wanted a foul on one of his threes because, you know, he's always getting fouled, according to Chase. <laughs> so he wanted that foul, and, you know, I wasn't just going to, you know, bow down and, and give him the foul. So I had to let him know, hey, that was just good defense. <laughs> Naturally. Was, I, I loved it. I thought that, in, that encounter was fun. Does it take a little while to cool off, though, like after? Because it's not like into the locker room, like, yeah, bro, it's great. I, me, personally, I'm like, give me like five or ten minutes. 
Uh, no, not really. I think we're so used to just competing for that time period that, mm-hmm. you know, once the lights kind of turn off and, you know, the whistle finally blows, it's like, hey, you know, we've said our piece and we've battled it out long enough. And, I mean, we can go back to just being friends again at the end of the day. So awesome. I, I feel like it, it doesn't carry on. Chase is one of the unknowns for this BYU basketball program because we haven't seen him play an official game. Anson, we've watched you play a lot. I think we have a good idea of what you can bring and what you do, and you had a great end of the season last year. What's Chase going to bring to the team? Um, I think kind of like what you said, you guys said earlier, he brings that leadership role um, to our team, uh, an elite shooter. Um, and just He is uh, an elite shooter? He is an elite shooter, yes. That's great news. And um, just that competitive aspect, you know, having the experience of playing, you know, in the ACC for a couple of years, he can bring that to our team. And that's something that we haven't had before. So um, that's something we're excited for and, you know, hope to lead us to a few big wins this year. Whenever I see a dude with a shooting sleeve, I feel like, okay, either uh, projection on that guy's part or he can actually shoot. Should, I put, on a, should I put on a sleeve? <laughs> Is there anything to that? Because I, I, like, I, like in the Richards building, we'll play pickup, and a guy will come in with the sleeve, and I'm like, come on. Man. No. <laughs> no, I know some guys need to keep their, you know, they're shooting arm warm, and <laughs> some guys, you know, are thinking it's stylish. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think for the guys on our team, a lot of them like to keep their, you know, their shooting arms warm, and some of them kind of have elbow injuries, you know, that you get that, from that, just falling that, on the floor legit. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You that, come in with a pad? Yeah. It, well, it's like Della Vadova. He'd have the elbow pads and like the mouthpiece. I'm like, are you playing football? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. He's in the NBA now and like succeeding. He's with LeBron. He's playing with LeBron James. How lucky is that, dude? Yeah, he might get a ring this year. That's exciting Holy for him. Yeah. Our Twitter question today, Anson, is what's the greatest unknown about BYU basketball this year? There's question marks before every season. What's the greatest unknown for you as this team begins again? Our greatest unknown is definitely our, our toughness as a whole. Um, I think you've kind of seen BYU teams that not so much folded, but just didn't bring it, you know, every game like we know how to. Um, so I think that aspect will change this year. And as far as defense goes, we've been stressing that since, you know, the end of last year when we lost to Oregon. We've been stressing defense the entire summer and preseason. So that's something that, you know, our mentalities are kind of focused around. And that's the aspect we hope to bring this year. That was a lot of our conversation in the uh, first block was elite offense, third in the country in scoring. Uh, and then defensively, 322nd. If BYU plays you know, better defense, some, some serious things could happen. How will we know when the defense is better? How will we know? Um, I think you'll know when we can look at the stat sheet and say that, hey, we've held them to a certain amount of points. Um, we've gotten a certain amount of rebounds. Um, and just force tough shots after watching film, you know, I think. And that's an intangible. Yes, that's that something that you, yeah, that you can't really mark on the stat sheet. You know, look at games at the end of the year and you watch film and it's like, you know, we're giving easy baskets to teams where we, if we would have challenged a shot or, or just made it a little bit tougher, you know, we could have gotten a miss out of that situation. So that's something that we hope to change this year. What is the, the marquee number that you want to hold teams to defensively in terms of points scored per game? Um, well, coach always says that he wants us to score in the eighties. We're used to scoring in the eighties. Okay. So if we can keep a team, uh, around the sixties, uh, sixties and seventies, that's kind of what the goal that we reach for. You can't always attain, attain, achieve that, of course, but that's kind of where we try to hold teams. And, and if we don't always get to 80, that's fine. But if we can hold them under 60 or 70, I feel like we can, we can come out on top usually. Would you rather play great offense or great defense? Um, with our mentality this year, we want to play great defense. Um, we know the we can score, both, but yeah, I'm making yeah. you pick one. I mean, we know we can score, 
I mean, ever since I've been at BYU, we've mm-hmm. scored 80 points at least every game. So offense isn't, you know, it's never been a problem. And now it's just stopping teams. And, and I think defense is what's going to win us games. The Cougar tip-off tonight. Now as a senior, you've done this quite a few times. What's Once or the, twice. What's the, yeah, what's the <laughs> feeling four. like going into this uh, first official scrimmage uh, with some fans coming into the Marriott Center? How does the team feel about something like this? Um, it's exciting because, you know, Boom Shakalaka comes and then – and then the tip-off comes, and you know that you know you're right around the corner from your first exhibition and first game. So it's just kind of uh, eye opener for what's to come this year, um, in a way for fans to see us firsthand. Um, so and just to get a feel playing under the lights in the Marriott Center and a, and a big crowd, and it's exciting to know that for me personally that this is you know my last year um, and my last you know tip off and you know it's kind of sad to think about, but at the same time it's exciting because you know we're gonna have a lot of fun this year. What are you most excited about? Um, just competing one more time with, you know, all my friends and, you know, teammates and brothers that I've been with all these years to compete with them one more time. I, I couldn't ask for anything else. And to go out on top is just the goal, you know, to hopefully you win as many games as possible, go to Maui, win some games, win our conference, win the tournament and, you know, make a run in the big tournament. That's always the goal. And to do it with this team, I, I couldn't ask for anyone else to do it with. You had a really interesting junior season. And for those not close to the BYU basketball program, uh, you saw increased minutes towards the end of the season in crucial roles down the West Coast Conference tournament stretch. What did that do for you as a player to go through maybe some frustrations early in the in the middle of the season, but then to uh, to come on and have a prominent role? Um, I think it humbles you. It, it keeps you ready for you know whatever's to come. Um, you know, there's like you said, there's been situations where you're down and you kind of think you're out, but as long as you stay positive and stay humble, I think that's kind of what's got me through, you know, those tough situations. And I've just tried to ready myself for, for whatever's to come. You never know when your number's going to be called and coach is going to look your way and he's going to expect you to make a play. So I've just tried to prepare myself and, and stay ready for, you know, whatever situation occurs. How has Kyle Collinsworth looked in practice? He looks good. Um, he's been doing everything, no setbacks over the summer. He's worked hard on his body to, you know, stay in shape and, do as much as he can, you know, with the mobility he's had. And he's been able to compete every day in practice. He's doing more and more every day, and he's looking he's looking really well. Will Corbin Kafusi block a shot 10 rows into the stands this year? Um, I expect he'll do that not just once, but maybe a couple times. That's okay. just how athletic and strong he is. It's unreal. I, he's blocked my shot into the stands a couple times, and I'm not the only one. So I, I, expect, uh, I expect to see a couple of nice blocks from him this year. Preseason poll came out in the WCC. I believe that's voted on by the coaches, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, BYU's predicted to finish second. What did you think of that? Um, you know, it just it gets us excited. You know, we were picked second last year, and, you know, we were a few games away from tying for first. And, you know, it's, it just uh, lights a little fire under us to go out and kind of prove some people wrong and hopefully win conference. You know, we haven't won since I've been playing. Um, and I'd hope to end my senior year with a conference championship, and that's you know that's always been the goal. So hopefully we can use this as a uh, fuel to the fire and, and and keep going. You can see Anson Winder in all of his fame and glory and tonight, and the New Jerseys in his New Jersey on BYUtvSports.com, part of the Cougar Tip Off. It is an exclusive on BYUtvSports.com. Anson, thanks for coming in again, bringing the jerseys, bringing the goods, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's always fun. Coming you delivered once be fun again. Tonight. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I can't wait. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, midweek matters for BYU football. Middle Tennessee's play-by-play voice Chip Walters will join us. What can BYU expect from the Blue Raiders? And will there be more BYU fans than Blue Raider fans there? I'm taking this jersey home with me. You look better than that. Give it back. I appreciate it.
And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Two days away from Halloween and one day away from Jerem Jordan's birthday. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, My name is Spencer Linton. We put the poster up, by the way. And that is Jerem Jordan. We did? Where yeah. is it? Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who can't uh, see it on the radio, the poster is hanging in the studio. Yeah, free poster tonight. So rise. <laughs> and they will be signing autographs after. Rise. Download our show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, I'm going to be in Tennessee in Murfreesboro for the first time at the tailgate party for uh, Heck yeah. BYU alumni. Come say hi. Come get some BYU Sports Nation swag on Saturday gonna, in Tennessee. You're going to have the blue goggles on you? I will have some blue Good. goggles. Good. So Spencer is going to be there for Countdown to Kickoff, which you can watch live at 2.30 Eastern time this Saturday as we get you ready for BYU in Middle Tennessee. Road trip! That is correct. It is indeed a road trip. We spent the first <laughs> 32 minutes or so talking about BYU basketball, the Cougar tip-off tonight, live on BYUtvsports.com. Now it's time to discuss midweek matters for BYU football as they approach Middle Tennessee and the Blue Raiders on their home field. To help us preview that game, the play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining BYU Sports Nation. Chip, thanks for uh, repaying the favor for our show. Uh, n- not a problem, and uh, really appreciated you coming on our uh, our coach's uh, weekly radio show on Monday night. How did he do? How'd Spencer do on that? Uh, he did fine. He he, he did fine. I, I did, uh, and, and, and Spencer, you'll have to uh, clue people in on the email I sent you and Ben this morning. Uh, <laughs> Because you, you because you do have a, you have a tendency to ask uh, about local local flavor, which I, I really appreciate. Because whenever and wherever we go, I try to ask the same questions. Certainly, and I appreciate that list of awesomeness that you sent me. I wish I had all enough time to to visit all of those places. <laughs> I'll get to some of them for sure. Now, before BYU and Middle Tennessee actually kick off, I do want to ask: What's the community feel around this game for the Blue Raider Nation? Well, I think it's you know there's a, there's a good level of excitement for it because uh, you know when you to give you a very mini history lesson, middle uh, in the in particular in the 80s and 90s was was one of uh, one of the a handful of, of really good what used to be called and what I still call one double A football powers. Yes. You had in the east you had middle and eastern kentucky and georgia southern and marshall and out west you had uh, boise was a biggie so uh you know and, and there was a thought you know, okay we need to go to the next level so middle made the transition this is the 16th year of being in 1a and and and, and our scheduling has been able i mean those first few years you i mean you really i mean you're going on the road anywhere anytime to whoever and and now our scheduling has gotten stronger at home. We've had Georgia Tech here. We've had Minnesota here. We've had Virginia here. We've had Mississippi State here. Now uh, and now you guys are coming in, which uh, there is a, like they said, there's a, a a really nice level of excitement. We're going to have a really nice crowd on Saturday, and um, the weather's going to be really nice. It's going to be a little chilly, but it's going to be beautiful here. Chip, is there a perception that because BYU's lost four in a row, they're more vulnerable right now to actually pull off an upset and win? I, I, you know, I think they're. I, I think that would it would be that way for anybody. Uh, the thing is that that perception may be there with fans. It, I don't think it's there with uh, our coaches and players. 
because they were all involved in the game a year ago, and mm-hmm. they understand, uh, you know, what uh, it's kind of like some of one of the things in particular that you and I talked about the other night was was uh, that BYU is a, is a really unique uh, program because. You know, here you have, uh, you know, on your 105-man roster, a lot of really mature guys, both mentally and physically, and 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 you know, and it's you, you take on uh, these guys uh, at the skill positions, and you look along that offensive line and how big they are, but they can all run. Uh, you know, they've had some tough things go their way, nothing more tougher than than Taysom Hill's injury, but also like you and I talked about. Uh, the other night is that, uh, it, it, to me, one of the most uh, key losses from a year ago was, uh, you know, Kyle Van Noy. I, I just thought he disrupted so much of what we tried to do a year ago. Sports director of the Tennessee Radio Network for five years and now in his 23rd season at Middle Tennessee, play-by-play specialist Chip Walters on BYU Sports Nation. Coach Stockstill told us something very interesting yesterday. He said he felt like BYU is the most storied program to ever play in Murfreesboro. You just brought up the fact they've had teams like Mississippi State come in and Virginia, some good football teams. Is that a fair assessment by Coach Stockstill to put that designation on BYU? Uh, I, I, I would bracket them probably with Georgia Tech. Okay, uh, that's fair. Just uh, as, as the most storied programs to have played here. BYU has a national championship. Mississippi State does not have one yet. They're uh, they might this you know year. they're ranked number one. Yeah, this could be the year for it. But uh, but I, I would say those those would be the two absolutely. When you look at Middle Tennessee, a uh, couple guys stick out, but who are the playmakers that fans should know about in preparation for the game on Saturday? Well, interesting uh, that uh, because both teams are so different than they were a year ago. Uh, because you know, you look at the losses on BYU with 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 uh, Hill's injury and 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 Van Noy being gone uh, on the defensive side. Well, Middle Tennessee has a completely different look at quarterback this year. Logan Kilgore graduated, record-setting quarterback here, um, and Austin Grammer, Middle's quarterback now, is a little bit remindful of uh, of Taysom Hill because he he does have to be accounted for in the run game, uh, and he. Uh, he's already had a couple of 100-plus yard rushing games. Uh, he's thrown for 200 yards plus in, in all but one of his starts. So, you know, he, he's a real key on offense. I think that's where you have to start uh, with middle. Middle runs the spread offense, but they like to run the power run game out of it. And that has been when they have been successful and in, 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 in they've won 16 out of their last 21 conference games. They have been successful because they've been able to run the football. Uh, defensively, Kevin Byard is the standout. Uh, Kevin uh, is—he uh, he has 14 career interceptions. Uh, Leighton Gaskew is a great third-down specialist. He has 21 career sacks. T.T. Barber, uh, uh, outside linebacker, uh, has six interceptions as a linebacker, wow. but has just really made a lot of plays this year. So those are some names in the run game. Uh, uh, Shane Tucker wears number one, uh, but also is a really good pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, Reggie Watley, he is kind of the 
he, he has over 3,500 career all-purpose yards. So he's a guy that touches it a lot, both in special teams and also from the running back position. So those are, those are a few names to, to remember. Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders on BYU Sports Nation, joining us live from the great state of Tennessee. Chip, let's talk about uh, the success that Middle Tennessee has had. You mentioned 16 of 21 games they've won in conference. They've won seven in a row at home. Who have they beaten during that seven-game streak that makes you think, you know what, they have a chance to knock off BYU on Saturday? Well, you know, uh, and, and – and I, and I just I think that when you look back at that over the last uh, the last couple of years, it's been uh, that seven game streak includes uh, conference games uh, as well as uh, a couple of uh, non conference okay. matchups, and one being Savannah State, and that wouldn't necessarily be the one that would give you uh, that type of. Uh, that type of thought, because sure. you know, so, but you guys will see Savannah State later. That's right uh, in the season, and and uh, if you haven't gotten well by then, you will on that day. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that out there. there. Seventy plus. Uh, Let's go. Uh, so, but you know, it, it, it's just that I think uh, really the conference games when you look at wins against Marshall a year ago, fifty-one forty-nine. Uh, uh, Western Kentucky in a conference game this year, a 50 to 47 triple overtime win. Uh, Middle's team is built on speed. They play confident at home. Uh, those would be the two biggest, uh, I think, that would, that you could maybe make some correlation to. But neither of those teams is built in the way that BYU is built from a size standpoint that kind of thing. So it is a different animal. Okay. Um, but, uh, but I think just, you know, home atmosphere, you know, you know, being on your own campus, your own folks, you know, coming through on Raider Walk during the tailgate time and, and, and a lot of things like that. I just think that, uh, you know, they have a lot of pride and a lot of confidence in playing in their own house, just like any other program does. And, you know, and having – they, you know, while we've I mentioned some of the non-conference games that we have played here, Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, Minnesota, Virginia, Virginia wins on a last-second field goal. Minnesota wins by seven. Mississippi State was about a two-touchdown game. So, you know, there have been some close calls. They have not had that that power six conference uh, win at home. Uh, but uh, other than Maryland, did beat Maryland here a few years ago and beat Maryland two years in a row, beat Vandy three years in a row. So we've had some, they've had some wins, but uh, none of them have really fallen in that last seven to answer your question, but, but they've been there. Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of Middle Tennessee on BYU Sports Nation. Talked a lot about what the Blue Raiders can bring to the field on Saturday. Where's the biggest question mark? Where have they struggled this year, Chip? They have uh, they have struggled somewhat in. Uh, it's funny because I'm tr- I'm still trying to process process this through my head. When you look at scores of games these days, and you know over the last couple of years, I guess since the advent of the spread offense, I guess I- I'm still trying to be able to compute and figure out when you look at all these unbelievable yardage numbers of that kind of thing. Uh, to, you know, it, it's come. I finally come to a conclusion that what you give up yardage-wise has no effect anymore. It, it's all about points. Yeah. And yeah. 
and because you know middle gives up a ton of yards but they've been very good uh in the in the blue zone in the sense that only 20 uh, they've given up 31 scores 31 out of 37 in the blue zone but only 20 have been touchdowns so just barely over 50% have have been touchdowns so they've have, they've have bent but not broken I guess where the the vulnerability is, they have given up a few big plays. Uh, Marshall was able to go over the top, been pretty decent against the run, uh, but but the big play over the top is where they've had some vulnerability because you did lose two corners that were on NFL rosters earlier uh, from last year's squad, and, uh, and 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 so you've got that, and and uh, and and really again. Because of the way offenses are, if you can get a little more traditional offense to face with our with Middles defense, they can put some pressure on the quarterback and have guys that can do that. But the problem is with these offenses these days, the the quarterbacks get rid of the ball so fast that nobody can get pressure anymore. Hey, Chip, great to talk to you. I appreciate the insight into Middle Tennessee football. Also, the must-hit restaurants in the area. Look forward to talking with you on Saturday. Well, when you get into town Friday, give me a buzz. You've got my cell number, and I'll give you a couple of other under-the-radar places. All right. Okay. There you go. There the you insider's go. edge. There Jeff. you go. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thanks so much. See you guys. Bye-bye. What is – Slick Pig? Yeah. Is that the, the he, one that Rick Stockstill told us yesterday? The Slick Pig is, it came from the head coach, Rick Stockstill, and that got four, four and a half out of five stars on Yelp, and people were just How many reviews, raving. though? But the thing is, that's from Tennessee people. So, like, because we probably think that – You'd go in there and go, ah! Yeah, this is, this is five and a half stars because I haven't had Tennessee barbecue on the often. Anyway. I'll be eating uh, like Panda Express here in the break. <laughs> An injury update from BYU football practice. Well, Adam Hine, Devon Blackman, and Braden Kersley. What about Alani Fua? An update next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is a Wednesday. We are broadcasting Wednesday. live in Radio Vision. Tonight, 9 Eastern Time, Cougar Tip-Off is live on BYUTVSports.com. It's a web only. Check it out, BYUTVSports.com. 9 Eastern Time, Spencer Linton on the call. He'll add a tie to this and a jacket, and then bang, he's in business. You can see that on BYUTV.org as well. I believe there will be a link there. Yes, all of our 10 websites. (laughs) We literally have 10 websites in this building. You have no excuse, BYU Sports Nation. If you want to find basketball, you can see it. It'll be on the Twitter sphere, I promise. But yeah, BYTVSports.com. So hook up your computer to your TV, whatever, your Apple TV, AirPlay, hook it up. You can watch it on your TV. It is free 99 to watch and attend if you're anywhere near right. the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah. BYU football at Middle Tennessee this Saturday on CBS Sports Network, a 2.30 Central Time kickoff, 1.30 Mountain, countdown to kickoff. Produced by the fabulous Jerem Jordan. We'll start at 12.30 Mountain Time live on BYU TV. I will be in Tennessee making my first trip to Murfreesboro. I'm going to meet with the BYU alumni group there. Come and say hi. Come say what's up at the tailgate. I'll have some swag, perhaps blue goggles, some wristbands. 1 o'clock Can I get a local wristband? time. 1 o'clock local time in Tennessee. A you have one, don't you? I give it away. You gave yours away? Yeah. Surely to we can friend. find you another one. I, I hope we I'm have some. I'm asking you. I I can I can get you. I'll talk to the higher ups, to my people. Talk to the brass, and we'll see if we can get you a wristband. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Our Twitter question today: What is the most exciting unknown this year for BYU 
basketball. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Before the break, we talked about an injury update we just got from BYU football practice. A number of guys still banged up. I'm going to give you the good news first. Adam Hine with a foot injury. Devon Blackman coming back from an ankle injury. Hey, that's funny. Braden Kersley also with an ankle injury. All should play against Middle Tennessee. Adam Hine running back. Devon Blackman wide receiver. Braden Kersley offensive lineman will play yes. against Middle Tennessee. Yes. BYU says, they, they sorry, they have been cleared to play. I'm just going to go ahead and say they're, I've also they're, been cleared to play. they're going to play. I just don't have eligibility. <laughs> BYU says linebacker Alani Fua is questionable for Saturday. Nick Howell yesterday, the defensive coordinator, said he wasn't ready for Boise State. He played, I think, five snaps against Boise. Hmm. Not a ton. Said he wasn't ready. So That we'll... much was clear, generally speaking. Uh, yeah. Algie Brown, also doubtful. Ankle injury. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Can we outlaw the word ankle from our vocabulary yes. for the rest of the football yes. season? And this is a serious thing I'm about to say. Stop what you're doing. The hashtag, the official hashtag from Middle Tennessee for this game is True Grit. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's right there. It's right there in the it notes. It is on the game Middle notes. Tennessee notes. Yes, yes, I have yellow paper. True Grit. True Grit. That's no joke. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, people. All the irony. Jamal Williams, oh, by the way, looked great against Boise State, played with some serious passion. Said he was going to ramp up the swagoo factor to try and get his teammates ramped up for this game. Said he'll bring it every day, every week. His health around 85%, that according to Jamal. That's good. That's Jamal on Jamal. 85%. What was he against Boise State? Because if that was like 75%. Listen, someone needs to make some machine that gauges the percentage that you are. Because then you – wouldn't you want to know that? You're like (laughs) – then an employer is like, well, send me in your, send me your PDF reporting. of that. Yeah, like, oh, no, you're 72%. Like, we have a <laughs> we have a 70-plus thing. You have to work. You can't take a sick day. That would actually be really bad. Like, March Madness, like, sorry, i got to take off, like, four days. Uh, what's your level right now? So Jamal just, like, you know, sticks something into his arm. He's like, oh, I'm 85%. I don't know that I, that. Hey, that's free. Yeah. Like, Kickstarter, I expect to see it in the next week. <laughs> what percent are you? Boss, I'm, feel, I'm feeling like 31% today. I don't know if like, I can make I don't it know. in. You're actually 49, so stop lying. <laughs> Recapping the injury news for BYU football, Adam Hine, Devon Blackman, and Braden Kersley all cleared to play against Middle Tennessee. Alani Fua questionable. Algie Brown doubtful. Craig Bills wasn't himself against Boise State. That's what Nick Howell said yesterday. But he is also cleared to play this week. He came off of a pretty serious concussion the week before. And Jamal Williams at 85%. And there was a moment in practice last week uh, where he you know, hit another player in practice, and there was, oh, no, did, did he get a catch? He did not. And so it was, it was a little scary. But, yeah, it was – Craig Bills was obviously not the same. Craig Bills is a good player, and he did not uh, – that was not his finest moment last Friday. So let's see what BYU's got this Friday. Boise uh, State the, went right Good news at with him. a couple of those guys. That's good news. Up next, on kick returns. up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar whip around, including baseball, basketball, NBA hoops, women's volleyball, and women's soccer. Everybody's climbing the rankings. And cricket. Wait, there's a cricket update? Y- yeah. <laughs> Get out the wickets. And Aussie rules football. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to wrap up a Wednesday show. The official tweet hashtag for Middle Tennessee this week, if you missed it, is true grit. Riley Nelson's like, I agree. That's a great hashtag. John Wayne also thinks that's awesome. You know what time it is? Yes, I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. An injury update as BYU prepares to face Middle Tennessee State. Adam Hine, Braden Kersley, and Devon Blackman have been cleared to play this weekend. Algie Brown is doubtful. Alani Fua is questionable. Baseball. Former BYU pitcher Jeremy Guthrie will start Game 7 of the World Series tonight for the Kansas City Royals. I repeat, Game 7. Good luck to At The Real Jay Guts. Jeremy got the men's basketball tonight. Cougar tip off at the Merritt Center, nine Eastern time on BYTVSports.com. It's free if you're local. If not, check it out on BYTVSports.com. First chance to see this year's men's basketball team in action. Cougars in the association. So much energy there. <laughs> in his regular season debut with the New Orleans Pelicans, Jameer Fredette scored two points, had a couple of assists, but he did play 18 Jimmer. minutes in the season opener. That's a good sign. Pelicans got the win over the Magic, 101-84. Brandon Davies, oh, by the way. Women's volleyball. Whoa, we're not done. And the 76ers start the regular season tonight at India. Women's volleyball. Women's volleyball. Jennifer Hampson's the WCC Player of the Week. Number 11 BYU is at Santa Clara and San Francisco this Thursday and Saturday. Soccer. BYU women's soccer jumped from 17th to 15th in the NSCAA rankings. The Cougars currently riding an 11-game unbeaten, untied streak. Amazing. That's great. They face St. Mary's on the road tomorrow. They have scored 34 goals and given up six during this 11-match win streak. That's bueno. Tennis. The men's team is at the SoCal Intercollegiate. That's all we know. (laughs) That is it. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jeremy Guthrie. Game 7 tonight. Represent like Jack Morris. BYU fans that root for the Giants. Well... They, that great for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, they can do that. Who cares? Ah, uh, the show on demand at BYUTV.org slash BYUSN for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Up, Shout out to Jared.